Blog Talk Radio. Okay. All right. 
Tell us how you started your own publishing company. You are a CEO of your own company. You have other authors under you. Yes. So how did it start it? Uh, well, what happened was when I when I was in federal prison, I, I got signed to a two-book deal with the publishing house out of New York. And uh, when I came home, so many doors opened, you know, as a new author, you know, and I was just traveling all over grinding, just trying to make my presence felt. But during that time, you know, just coming home, the money wasn't coming in the way that I needed it to. You know, I was making decent money, but not the type that, you know, that I knew I could have. So um, when I was scheduled to submit my last book to conclude my contract, I asked my publisher, you know, to um, to afford me the opportunity to self-publish. And, you know, she had said, providing that I turned in my last works, that, you know, I could. So what I did was I, I basically had taken all of the money that I had and reinvested it into myself. And I really didn't think that I was going to launch this, you know, this array of, you know, authors under my publishing company. I just wanted to publish my own works. But um, I became so successful independently with my works that other aspiring writers and independent authors and, you know, um, authors that were signed to other companies began to reach out to me, you know, believing in me and, you know, just, you know, asking me, for an opportunity to, you know, prove that they could, you know, uh, take my company to another level or at least contribute. So that was back in 2007 when I first launched um, my own publishing company. And since then it's been, you know, um, for the most part an uphill, you know, an uphill venture. Okay. Okay, that's that's really interesting. I'm I'm really loving the whole concept behind J M Benjamin. Um Thank you. my next question is, um no really, um this is this is really awesome. Um and I can see you doing even more that's gonna actually bless other people, what they can actually believe in their dream of writing because writing is just not just writing. It it really is, it becomes a passion. And then you actually end up helping someone else through your writing. And then, because there's so many people out here, I run into people every day. Oh, I want to be a writer. Oh, I want to write a book. And they think it's so difficult. Not saying hard work is not involved, but if you just research it, find out what you need to do, and just do it. I mean, people will help you along the way. So that's 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 awesome that you don't have to go and work for anybody else. It is, you know, you work harder when you have your own business, but I think Absolutely. the benefit is greater. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Let me see. Um, next, I want to find out about some of the memorable moments in your career as an author. I mean, you have done so much. So, like, what is some of the memorable moments that you can really just think about and um, kind of look back on and, you know, it was maybe a happy moment. Or, I know you've had plenty of moments where you've, um, I watched some of your videos on YouTube and I saw uh, where you spoke at some of the high schools and just speaking to the young people and encouraging them to do better and, you know, stay focused. So what are some of the um, moments that you can recall in your career as an author? 
Well, yeah, definitely. I have countless of those. I mean, on a daily basis, you know, um, people who come out of prison or may have been somewhere where I spoke that um, come up to me, you know, a year later or years later and to say how what I said or, you know, something that I had written had impacted and empowered their lives or encouraged them. But um, some of the things are like, for example, my mother, I served over 12 years in prison, and my mother was there every step of the way, and, and I had to deal with her tears, you know, and not being able to, you know, turn off those uncontrollable tears of sorrow. And so I remember in 2006 when I was up for um in three categories for the African American Literary Awards, and I wound mm-hmm. up winning. Yeah, I wound up winning for um best urban fiction of the year. And I remember my mother flying in to attend the event with me, and you know just being able to go up and, and be presented with this prestigious award and be able to hand it over to my mother and, and, and see the tears and, and the tears not be of sorrow but rather of joy. You know, I was, for a long time I was trying to figure out how I could, you know, transform those tears. And, you know, with that with that accolade there and many thereafter, you know, I've been able to dry up the ones that, you know, had saddened and hurt my mother and, you know, have replaced them with those of, you know, proudness and joy. So, you know, that's that's one um, most, you know, above all. And, um, you know, the, the first time when I hit the Essence bestsellers list, you know, I was, hmm. you know, very, yeah, very proud of myself. Again, for my mother, because she used to always open up the magazines and say, your books are just as good as those other authors. Why are you not on the list? And I'm like, okay, mom, I'm going to make the list. And, you know, and um, you know, just having my books be some of my books be accepted in Black Expressions. And, you know, my mom's getting the catalog and say, I want to see your books in there. So really, I mean, as I talk and I listen, like my, my moments with my mother. You know, when I've been able to, you know, actually do something that has made her even more prouder, you know, giving her just calls and real reasons to be proud of it and me just being her son and she's supposed to love me and be proud of me, you know, as my mother. So, you know, those are um, a lot of a lot of the memories or memorable moments that I have. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Um I think it always feels good when we make our parents proud of us and they can look back and say, I mean, we always, it's easy for us to give them sad moments, but it it, it works around to the good moments. So then, you know, they have that relief that they their job was actually done and it wasn't in vain. Definitely. Definitely. Some of your accolades here, you have numerous accolades. You have some numerous accolades here, starting from all the way up to this year. Say that again. Uh, I didn't hear you. I know. Can you just um, just name a few? Can you hear me? You were breaking up. yeah, I mean, as far as some of the accolades, um, 
Yeah, I've I've um I've been featured more so I do a lot of community work, um, behind the scenes. I use writing as, you know, the door openers and the platform. So like from like being featured in the New York Times to um appearing on Wendy Williams um show when she was on the radio, Michael Beeston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um I've been on Fox News and um I've won I've won like from the African American Literary Awards I went on to win a few more years, you know, um back to back and you know, periodically and you know, just you know, just a, a host of newspapers and and magazines. Um I've received a lot of which are very dear to me, a lot of plaques and awards from um various different cities and states and communities as far as um mentoring and motivating and inspiring our young people and um reaching out to ex offenders and um okay. you know, being able to bring a, a an African American bookstore to my city which at the time there wasn't one in over five years until I opened one and you know, just you know, just things of that nature, just working hands on with, you know, those that are fighting the fight to to save our youth. So, you know, just being just being blessed to be afforded the opportunity, you know, to yeah. um you know, to to be able to embark on these endeavors and receive such, you know, um prestigious and high achievements and accomplishments. So um, it's, it's it's times and like I said, I'm just grateful and thankful and appreciative. Yes, and you know what's really awesome? What I really like that I can hear in your voice is uh, humbleness. You know, sometimes we uh, people, as people in society, we accomplish a lot of things and you know we reach our goals and exceedingly. And um, sometimes people kind of lose their humbleness, but I don't I don't get that from you. So that's that's really awesome because that's what we need now today, you know, with everything that's happening today. We're going to go into 2012, so that's really awesome uh, for your attitude to still be humble and um, appreciative to your accomplishments and um, everything that you've done and still doing. Um, now, how many books have you published total? Um. Under, I've, I've authored nine titles. I've published okay. under my company an additional eight, but I'm also responsible for over 40 self-published authors' books being in wow. print. Um, yeah, um, it's like something that I just do on the side, like, you know, a service that I provide. Um, in addition to that, I, I, um, I do, like, literary consulting and, on literary coaching and you know, just trying to, to assist and, and aid people, aspiring writers particularly, to living out their writing dreams, you know, um turning them into a reality. So, you know, I, I I can't wait to be able to reach um reach a a a period where I lose count because, you know, so many have, you know, I'm responsible for so many being in yeah. publication. Yeah. Okay. That's that's really really awesome. Uh, 
some people just, you know, trying to get the, the first book done. So that's really awesome. That's really a blessing to have nine of your own and then be responsible for 40, you said, that you assisted with self-publishing? Yeah, over, over uh, at least over 40. Okay. Um, and those titles, I'm just going to go through to some of your titles. Uh, Down in the Dirty, that was your very first one. Am I correct? Oh, it's my baby right there. Yeah. Right, 2006, and then you have um, for 2007, my man's, my man's in them. Two for 2007, am I saying that right? Yeah, my man's in them. That's the um, one that I put out independently. The first okay. book I ever put out independently. And then uh, ride or die chick. Now I know that has three parts, right? Yes, yes. It's actually a, a, a great story behind that, not the story itself, but um, something that has recently happened. Like, I was just able to buy the rights back from my publisher for Ride and mm-hmm. Chick Part 1 and 2. So I now own those, and once the old copies are sold, I will be re-releasing those under my company. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, um, that, that's something that I'm very proud about. Yes, because a lot of writers don't get to do that, so that's... No, no. Oh, that's right there. Um, also, I see On the Run with Love, 2008. Yes. Uh, Heaven and Earth, 2010. Uh, Memoirs of an Accidental Hustler for 2011. And then I see the new thing that you're doing... Bedtime stories, where you went all the yeah. way back to the first one, and you're actually reading the books on YouTube. Yes, yes. Yeah, check yeah. that out. That's that's that was an, that was a very unique idea. I don't, I haven't seen anyone else do that. So that's <laughs> very yeah. not to have to read it. I mean, even though you kind of like to read, it feels good to hear a, a audio book or to hear the <laughs> actual read the book. That's real relaxing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, I, I wrote, uh, which is a very um, powerful piece, a nonfiction motivational book, From Incarceration to Incorporation. So, you know, mm-hmm. for the listeners who have loved ones that, you know, may be incarcerated or have been, or for those who have never been in prison physically, but mentally and emotionally, they walk around, right. you know, in bondage. So that book yes. right here um, it was excellent piece, you know, that I, um, that I penned as well. And um, that's that's not including, like, a, a host of anthologies that I've contributed to or some of the top authors in my genre. So, uh, um, you know, just, just writing and, you know, allowing writing to, you know, be my, again, be my voice to the people, mm-hmm. for the people. Okay. We're going to take a short break, and I'm going to play a little something, and then we're going to come back and finish our uh, interview with J.M. Benjamin. For those of you who may have just tuned in, we our guest today is J.M. Benjamin. He's out of Plainfield, New Jersey. Um, he's an author, CEO, uh, nine titles of his own, and responsible for 40, numerous accolades, and much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Hello, we are back with uh, J.M. Benjamin, and I'm going to reintroduce my co-host, Mario Givens. He's on the line with us today, and uh, we're going to continue our uh, interview. Go ahead, Mario. Hey, how are everybody doing today? Holds your hand and funds, you know, all of all of um, these things. 
which, you know, will get your book up and out there, but it, it really falls on the author. And and two, um, authors believe if they're signed, they believe that they should be making, you know, um, X amount of dollars, but if your contract, if you don't read the fine print or, you know, read the print at all, then you may very well be in for a rude awakening. I mean, I didn't have to experience that, but I know many horror stories where, you know, authors think that, you know, their books are going to sell tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of books, and, you know, they're going to get paid X amount, but, you know, the publisher puts up all of the money. It's an investment for the publisher, and, you know, once the publisher recoups, their money, then thereafter, then um, the author receives a percentage based on whatever contract they sign. You know, and when you're independent, you know, um, it's based on what type of distribution you get, you know, for your book. You know, um, they believe that because they self-publish, you know, they look to make all of this money and recoup, you know, 100% of the profit. Yeah, you do, but, you know, um, if you don't if you don't research and get the proper distribution, then you're just a mere author that's selling out the back of your trunk or selling to friends and family. Good point. But like I said, by me being a writer, uh, and many writers that's listening or people that's writing right now, what is the hardest thing about writing to you? To me, it's the ending, trying to find that ending point. I just want to know from your experience, from writing and all the things that you accomplished, what was the thing that was hard about you writing? Well, I'm, I'm kind of like a, uh, an exception to that rule there. I, I really don't have any difficulties in writing, but in the beginning, because I write um, predominantly about female characters, you know, that whole role playing, like getting into character and being able to breathe life into the emotions um, of the female characters, you know, whether it be some abuse or, you know, portraying them as this gangster or portraying them as, you know, um, a, a weak woman or whatever, you know, just getting into that. But I've, I've kind of, like, you know, found my niche and my element when it comes to that. But I don't, um, because I've lived such a, such a uh, extraordinary lifestyle at such a young age and been exposed to so much that I shouldn't have, you know, I, I really don't go through that. Like, I don't have this real extreme vivid imagination, you know. Um, my stories are based on reality with a little twist, so I can close my eyes and see it from beginning to end, you know, and then, you know, just double back and flip it and bounce it, you know. Um, but for those, for those authors that do get what they call writer's block, um, I really don't believe in that. I believe, like, you sit down, you condition your mind, you get focused, you get into the story, you become one with the characters. I believe that you can breathe life into any type of storyline. You know, so, you know, hopefully that helps the aspiring writers and, and authors that are listening. And another thing that I that I noticed when you were talking about getting into character as far as the the female portion of the book or the or the character of the female, now 
Is it sometimes you sit down with a female to ask questions with a female just to get a little experience from what they've been through as far as maybe like, for instance, like abuse or something in that nature, then you can kind of put that in your mind. So when you're writing, you kind of get that pain from that person you, you spoke with or a person that you may have seen on TV or somebody you even read about. No, actually, um, I mean, I, w- I was raised by females. Uh, no, I, I don't do my homework or research. I have enough memories to last me a lifetime. You know, when I see my mother go through, my grandmother, my sisters, my aunts, females that, you know, that I put things through and, you know, the aftermath of that or, or what, you know, one of my names or, or a family member may have put a female through. So, again, like I said, like, you know, I, I, I'm one of those. I'm one of those individuals that um, everything I come in contact with, I absorb and soak up like a sponge. Like, you know, I can I can play a tape back for you. You know, um, when I was five, six years old, and you know, some of the things that I write, you know, it, it amazes my mother because she had no idea that I may have remembered or recall something, you know, at such a young age about her. You know. Um, you know that what I've been exposed to and experienced makes me the type of individual that I am. You know um, how protective I am over the females of my life. You know my life from my daughters again to my mom, my sister. Like you know just 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 uh, being exposed to it. Uh, really, um, I don't I don't really want to write anything that I have to research. I stay in my lane. I write what I know, what I come from. What you know, uh, what I've experienced and things of that nature. Okay, I appreciate that one. Um, I, I pretty much have one more question for you, and this is the question pretty much everybody want to know as far as the, the world of technology. Like, how do you really feel about the ebook frenzy and everybody want to do everything online and you know everything want to be digital and stuff like that? How do you really feel about those things? <laughs> I, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm going to normally, like, I, I answer, this is a question that I'm always asked, and I answer it, you know, with diplomacy. Uh, I'm going to get it real and raw, my my views, my feelings, my thoughts, being as though this is a, a new show. Uh, I'm going to give it to you straight up. Uh, I really don't agree with the e-readers. Um, yes, my books are on there because I would be a fool as a businessman not to grow with the times and era, but one, I believe that the e-readers have made um, authors who were already lazy, lazier, and I also believe that um, it takes away from the beauty and the, the, the pure definition of what it consists of to be an author. Like, for example, right now, um, I got an email on my phone saying that the, the interview was not at 9 o'clock my time. It was 7 o'clock my time. Meanwhile, I'm driving to D.C. for a book signing to start my tour for the weekend, for uh, five book signings this weekend. So I had to pull over at the Chesapeake House on 95 South in Maryland. I'm sitting in my vehicle right now, battery about to die, wow. to conduct this <laughs> interview. Yeah, definitely. Wow. I have one book left. Yeah. So here it is. Um, People are expecting me to be down there this evening for, like, a meet and greet at a certain time um, down there in D.C., but I had to pull over to conduct this interview. But I love that. 
I love multitasking. I love being able to, um, you know, get out and interact with the people, um, you know, show up, sign books, you know, hear the stories, share my story. You know, you can't do that with the e-readers. They they came up with this idea of you autographing via uh, via your desktop. No, I mm-hmm. want to get out. I want to hear what people mm-hmm. say and think yes. about my work. Um, yes. You right. know, I've had women come out to sign it, and even men come out in tears or, like, you know, for example, with my book, My Man's in them. A sister broke down and said that book was her entire life. She tried to get her husband to read it, and he went through exactly what the book says a dude that um, takes that route um, goes through. You know, um, I've had people come out and say how my books consoled them and comforted them during a time of grief and sorrow. Like, you know, Kendall and Nook and all of that can't give me that. You know, my right. followers don't really go to Amazon.com and leave reviews like that. So I need up close and personal um, reviews, you know, and I, I live for that. Um, right now I'll be touring for the next nine months from the south wow. to the north to east coast to midwest to the west coast. This is this. These are the things that I feel defines an author. Like I believe that. Some authors are doing themselves a disservice, you know, and are depriving themselves of the beauty of why they wanted to be an author in the first place. They wanted people to approach them. Oh, I just bought your book from such and such store. Not I just downloaded it for ninety nine cents, a dollar ninety nine. Like I, Bye. I really don't like. I don't condone it. I don't agree. And as a publisher, I want to end it with this. And as an author, the most important key element to this business is distribution. So if you know what the distributors um, pay for your books and you are undercutting them by 80%, why would they buy your paperbacks? Like, then in addition to that, when, when, when this technology fades, and you have to reprint your book, then you, again, you deprive yourself to have a tangible product for individuals to go and sit in a library where it's quiet or, you know, while they're at a, in, a, um, you know, in a Barnes and Nobles or Books a Million or whatever, or Starbucks reading, and, and not just on a pad, you know, thumbing through the pages, you know, um, putting the bookmark in there. Like, like I just believe that this was designed to strip us as a people away from the power that, you know, we uh, were, were beginning to take control of. You know, people believe that they're controlling their works now because they could just upload their files and things of that nature. But I promise you that the bootleg in this coming in a minute, I promise you on that, you know, I've never seen nothing that has not been, you know, that has been bootleg proof. So, you know. It's just my my feelings, my views, my thoughts. I totally agree with that. You you just yeah. said uh, a mouthful. That that was that was awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, that that that's so true. Uh, you know we do, um, people you know society itself try to keep up with technology and 
I believe that's where the e-books come in at. And, yeah, they're cheaper, but like you said, you cannot uh, touch and, and reach out to physically and mentally. You know, they, they look forward to coming to book signings and being able to shake your hand, take a picture with you, and actually, you yeah, know, you develop through your writing. So that, that, that says a lot. And we can't get yeah. that through a computer. You are definitely correct. Um, we're going to wrap up the um, – this part of our show, we definitely appreciate you so much for taking the time out. Um, I heard you say you were en route to D. Did you say D.C.? Yeah, I'm at the Chesapeake house right now on 95 South. <laughs> I pulled and over right Conduct the interview with Black Rider Space. That is awesome. And we is. appreciate you. We appreciate your time out of your busy schedule. Um, hopefully, during your tour, if you are anywhere in the vicinity of Chicago, we will definitely be there to see oh, you. No, to meet definitely, you. definitely. I gotta come. My mother lives in Schaumburg, so definitely. Okay. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll be out, actually. I'll be out there like in January, so I'll definitely make sure you guys know. Yes, yes, I, definitely. I, Whatever we have going on, we will definitely make you a priority. So we can meet you in person, get some photos, and just actually have a chance to meet this genius that we have. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, honestly. I'm really I'm honest, impressed. Bro. Honest, honestly. And we definitely appreciate your time. Um, well, I got one more thing to back say. Back to the new year. Um, I know you're going to be on tour, but I don't know what other. What, what else do you have coming up for 2012? Oh, well, See? actually. Uh, so yeah, you guys getting first exclusive. Like, uh, my book, My Man's in Them, which is very dear to me, um, it just been, I got it sitting in front of me now. Uh, they just finalized it for a movie script, so independently. Oh we're, okay. Yeah, we're going to start casting call uh, probably mid-January, early February for casting call. And um, they got some heavy hitters that are interested in it. Uh, I'm just okay. trying to keep my creative control and my independency, so you know, uh, you know, stay tuned for that right there. Uh, uh, a lot more motivational, nonfiction motivational books are coming, and things of that nature like that. Okay. Well, thank you for the little uh, sneak peek, and I will definitely be looking for that. That's the one from 2007. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. um, once again, we appreciate your time. And um, your knowledge you have laid out before us so we can take this and eat it and be fruitful. So um, you have a safe trip and enjoy the rest of your evening, and uh, we will definitely be in contact. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Y'all make sure y'all go out and get that Ride or Die Chick 3 if y'all listening to I Definitely I will, and I will be tuning in to the videos for the bedtime stories also. <laughs> yeah, I got something real. I got something real special coming up. <laughs> I got something coming up for all the the the, the um, explicit scenes that I'm just reaching in the book. So you know, keep it locked for that. You know, uh, over the weekend. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, and we're gonna let you go so you can get the move on and and continue the rest of your evening to your destination. Yes, thank you. Thank you again. Um, much, much continued success to the both of you. Um, and congrats on the upcoming magazine 
that be launched. Um, please feel free to reach out to me if you, you know, need any direction on this and or whatever. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> uh-huh. Thank you, and we will holler back. All right. Have a good one. You too. All right. Bye. We are going to take a quick break. Uh, we have about 20 minutes left on the show. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back. We are back with um, myself, Tiffany Green, uh, CEO of Black Writers Space, and my co-host, Mario Givens. We just finished an exclusive interview with uh, J.M. Benjamin, awesome writer, awesome author, awesome CEO, and we were very delighted to have him. He he laid some really, really good information on us today. Uh, he was actually on his way to a book signing, so that actually shows his... Um, his his humbleness and his um he actually was um what do you call it um true to his word he kept his word he didn't you know he didn't he didn't call in late he called in on time so uh, we do appreciate that right now we're going to take some callers if you want to call into the show uh, you're welcome to do so our call in number is three four seven two one five 
888-646-8712. We're going to use the remainder of our time today to just basically talk about Black Writer Space, uh, what the concept is, what we're doing with the magazine launch, and um, feel free to call in if you have any questions, concerns, if you would like to be a part of our launch and our project, um, we have so much in store for um, Black Writer Space. Basically, it started in 2007 um, as a networking site. Uh, it was a Ning site, and we still have it. It's under construction right now, but um, we're all over the place now. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. And basically, um, it's just to support writers, not just, um, someone who's written a book, but writers, songwriters, screenplay writers, um, local artists. If you write any type of way, I'm even interviewing pastors. I mean, because a lot of people write, you would think if their job title is not or their um, title is not a writer that they don't write or they don't have a book, but you don't have to have a book, you know, to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, we just basically want to support literacy uh, as a whole. Um, so myself and Mario, we are taking this thing as far as we can take it. We are basically trying to build the largest support system for writers worldwide. So this is not going to be a United States thing. It's not going to be a Chicago thing. We are based in Chicago, downtown Chicago. We have an office um, there. And we have had some writers sending in their books, um, I post stuff all the time on Facebook. Um, we have a blog now where I have um, videos, posting videos, different artists. Um, I have a video, some videos on there, just different stuff. It's, it's song artists, writers, talk show hosts. I have some uh, clips of Gerard McClendon, uh, Tari Ture. She's a singer, a local singer. She does very well. Um a uh, renowned uh, poet, J.I.V., I have some clips of him. So it's just, you know, tune in to us whenever you get a chance, and we just, we have a lot going on. Um, so if anyone wants to call in, our call-in number is 347-215-8712. We have one caller on the line. Hello? Hi. Hi. Um, this is Black Writers Space. We're taking calls, and I see um, you called in today. How are you? I am wonderful. I am so excited. I was so inspired by your guest, um, just the fact that he pulled over and took the time to just really tell everything about him, himself, and what he's doing. And I was just excited. It just inspired me. A lot of times it's hard. You don't know what, you know, you think it's hard. You think, oh, I, I want to write, but I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I've been an avid follower of Facebook, on Facebook, a black writer's space. And so, okay. um, you know, just the things that I get daily from, from you are inspiring just to see the different people there, what they're doing, and to know that there are, are, are other out there like me that want to write, that want to be a part of a movement and to just, you know, touch people and reach people and let people know their story because everybody has a story. So I'm just, I wanted to call in and just say I'm so excited that you have this radio show right now. Um, you, you can count on me as a supporter 
And okay. uh, I, I can't wait to see what's coming up. I cannot wait to see what you have coming forward. Well, we thank you so much for calling in and for listening. Um, like I say, I post stuff all the time. We have had a vast uh, amount of responses. I've had somebody call me at 12 midnight, just want to know what is Black Writers Space and how can I be a part of it. It was 12 midnight. Yes, I was asleep, but you know what? My whole thing was that's the response that we need. That lets me know that I'm doing and right that lets me know that there is people out here that want to be a part of what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, I've had someone call me who was incarcerated, and he's like, "Can you mail me the uh, questions?" I wasn't concerned about where he was, how he called me. I just know yes, he called yes. me was incarcerated, so that that speaks for itself. Um, I think he saw me on Facebook, and so he just needed me to mail in his questions for the interview to be featured in the magazine, and I had no problem with it. I mailed it. He sent his information back. So, And he actually had eight books that he has published, and two of them wow. under why he So if you have any um, knowledge about the urban fiction world, Wahida Clark is really big. So uh, for he had two that was published under her, and I don't know about the other ones, but he's had, he had a total of eight books published. So that right there, that's awesome. Um, I've had calls from the... Dallas, Texas, um, and then actually how we got J.M. Benjamin, um, that we got that phone call. I received that phone call on Saturday, and I, my my um, plan was not even to have a guest on the first show. I was just going to kind of talk about the concept and what we're doing here at Black Writers Space. And she's like, you know what, if you want to check him out, and um, it would be awesome to have him on the show, and I did, and I, hey, okay, we can have a guest, so... He was um, awesome. if you are out there. His level of dedication. His yes, passion, yes, awesome. Um, he like awesome. I was very impressed. I'm so glad. Yeah. yeah, I'm so glad that we decided to uh, go ahead and, and showcase him today. Um, and that's what we're looking for, more authors like him, himself. Absolutely. And, um, I just wanted to call in and say that I, I, I think that you are blessed, that this is highly anointed, that, um, again, you are reaching people who, like me, want to write but don't know quite what to do. I can't wait for the classes. I can't wait for the seminars. I can't wait for the outreach programs. I can't wait for the videos. I just cannot wait. And you can count on me to tune in every Thursday at 6 o'clock so that we have, so I know what is coming up. So I thank you so much for taking my phone call. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay. Be blessed. Mario, you still there? Yes, I'm. I'm sitting back listening to everything. Whatever you want to touch bases <laughs> on. Feel free, to, feel free to, to um. Feel free to kick in any time. <laughs> I don't well, have to. You know, I don't I'm, have to. I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> now, what I pretty much want to talk about is just the fact that. Like I said, by me being a writer, you know, the projects that I have, uh, Black Writer Space, for those who are listening, is pretty much a spot where those who are scared to, to write, you can you can showcase your writings without somebody pressuring you, oh, no, put a period there, no, put a comma there. No, express yourself. Writing is expression. And when I write, I write because the way I feel, the way I think, the way I talk, the way I act, all the characteristics that I have in myself, I write. You shouldn't be scared to write knowing that somebody's going to judge your writing. You don't judge your writing. 
We're trying to help you get your rights out there so the world can see them. Mm-hmm. Now, so that's what, the number one thing that I love about Black Writers Place is the fact that you can be yourself and you don't have to hide behind your pen and your pad. Just let it out. Let it go. Let it flow. That's for the music, uh, songwriters, the, the screenwriters. Just let it flow, you know. Those who love your writers will support you. Yes. That's that's really awesome. I'm really excited. Uh, we have we have another caller. We're going to take. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. This is Black Writers Space. Who am I speaking with? This is Kevin Mutri. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Kevin is one of our uh, featured authors. Go I'm ahead, Kevin. Okay. I'm. I'm doing excellent. I just wanted to call in and congratulate you on everything okay. that's going on. Uh, I was <laughs> I was in the office working. I happened to look up and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, the show is on." So I had to uh, I had to come on to the show. I had to come on and congratulate you on everything that's thank going you. on, and also thank you for everything that you've been doing for me and for my books and everything that's coming up. So I know that God has great things planned for you, and I thank you for being obedient and listening to him and following his directions and what he wanted you to do. Yes. You know what? I'm I'm all these gifts he he just put in my lap, I'm just like, wow. But you know what I thank him every <laughs> day. I do. I thank him every day for guidance, for favor and to just keep me strong and keep peace. You know, yes. so um definitely I, I um I wouldn't be what I am today without him. So I I I get up every morning and I thank him for life. Right. Because yes. a lot of people get that chance to wake up, but um, Kevin is an author that we have been um, showcasing. He's one of his books I do know for sure is um, Life After Divorce. Awesome, awesome book. I read the book. I was just out done. He <laughs> talked about. Well, I mean, I, Kevin, you want to talk about? Because <laughs> I'll be talking all day about book, but it was really awesome. Go ahead. I mean, is no better way to talk about it than someone that read it, right? I mean, I can talk That's, about it, but but coming from yeah. the, the perspective of someone that read it, I think yes. it comes, comes off a little better. Okay. Um, well, I, I've read it. He actually sent it to me um, through the computer, and I, and I read it like the same night. It was just awesome. Um, I really think that that is a some that, that's a book that really needs to be. Um, put out on Front Street because people are going through divorce every single day. And not to say that um, it's something that's an that's um, easy thing to go through because it's not. No matter if, if you're the wrong person or the, or whatever, it takes two for a marriage. So after divorce, it kind of like starts another life. It's like, okay, that's right. chapter, the end of this, and now it starts a new chapter. So um, what I liked about the book was that he actually – touched every everything that you may go through. I mean, everybody, you know, you have some people that's just, you know, okay, no, that didn't bother me. But, come on, some people, they may not <laughs> want to admit it, but basically, yeah, it it does affect you whether you want to admit it or not. So he talked about does. all the um, the different stages that you go through as far as uh, depression, uh, dating again, trusting again. Um, thinking you're in love with somebody and you're really lusting after them, you know, because you're used to this person that you've been with for so many years. Right, so, exactly. you know, it's hard to be back by yourself and, you know, you have to kind of start all over. That is that right there. That's not <laughs> anything. 
that's not anything easy to do. So um, no, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. So, but we are. Um, we're going to have him back on at a later date, and um, we're actually looking to do a. Um, actually looking to do a life after divorce form. Yes. Where. Yeah, where he can come in and um, people can come in and he can talk about the book and his actual um, experience. Yes, it will be my pleasure. Mhm. Yeah. So, but we want to thank you for calling in. Um, no problem. No problem. This is. Like we are actually at the end of our show. So we want to thank you for calling in, and um, stay tuned next week. I think we're going to be doing Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. So I'll be posting the next show, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. And get congratulations again. Thank you. All right. Be blessed. All right. Be blessed, sir. All right.